Hello. Hi. Oh, you guys are here. What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Sarah from Sarah Styles. Um, I was not ready to go live yet, but here we are. I am on with Melissa from Mint Moose, Kate from The Posh Boss Babe. I have to like say that slow to get it all out. And Coco from Color Resale. They are all moms who also resell, um, and we will get into it with them. A little bit of housekeeping before we get started. In the link down below, I am doing a massive data analysis on Poshmark data. Do you wanna know what helps you sell? Is it followers? Is it listings? Is it shares? All of the information that you have in your Poshmark stats, I am going to look at it and do an analysis and share it with the community so we know what is actually helping drive those sales so that you can use your time efficiently. What that entails is filling out the link down below. It is a survey that takes less than five minutes. It's completely anonymous. I have no idea who you are or what when you give the data, but the more data that I have, the better. Um, and so fill it out, share it with your PFFs. You have to have one sale on Poshmark to be able to fill it out. And the bigger variance of data that I have, the better. So having people who've only sold a couple and then having people that are full-time resellers, that's going to make the analysis that much better. So definitely fill that out. Share the link with everyone that you know who um, <coughs> post on my Instagram too. You can fill that, you can share that with your stories. Um, so that's the housekeeping. There was one other, oh. If you like stuff like this, um, the live videos, give me a big old thumbs up. If you are watching this live with us, you can feel free to um, comment and talk to the girls with me my interviewees if you guys keep an eye on the comments because sometimes i get so into it um that i don't always see it and i know someone told me they had to pull it up on their youtube on my youtube channel to see the comments um but if you guys kind of hey hey if you guys um keep an eye on that too as we're talking if people have questions um, give a thumbs up if you're watching this after it is live. Leave comments down below. I will be I will be watching it and making sure that um, you are in contact if you have questions for any of these ladies. If you like stuff like this too, don't forget to subscribe and hit that little bell so you get notified when new stuff comes out. That's it for me. You guys are sick of hearing from me. Let's get started. Um, I am just going to start. Oh, my mohawk got cut off. I can't have that. Um, all right, so let's just get started. Mint Moose, this is, it, Melissa actually lives here in Denver with me, um, and she is absolutely amazing. I, we do passion sips together in the sense of she does everything and I show up, um, and it's fantastic. She is like the party planner, and it's amazing. She has been reselling for three years, 40, um, she's a full-time reseller, so 40 plus hours a week. And something she is too humble to put in the questionnaire, but I'm going to put her on blast. She also is a stay-at-home mom, homeschooling mom of three children, and is researching for 45 hours a day. I mean, she is killing it. She, Her background is in business development, so she has a lot of really cool things to share with us on that. Melissa, if there's anything that I forgot, go ahead and then tell us how you got your name, um, Mint Moose, where it came from, and how you kind of got into reselling. Um, well, I don't have anything to add. Thank you, Sarah. Um, so I came up with my name. Um, whoops, he's still seeing my screensaver going on. Um, I my favorite color is mint, and my favorite animals are moose. And putting them together just makes me so happy to be on my closet every day and making my brand. So 
it means something to me and it just makes me happy to see it. So um, plus I feel like the, the double M's in there kind of help other people remember. So um, and the triple M's with your name. I'm sorry, what? And the triple M because it's Melissa. Yes. It helps me remember. Exactly. Um, and so I got originally started in reselling on Poshmark just to get rid of some old maternity wear that I had and office wear that I wasn't using anymore. And so after I sold most of that, I was kind of sort of dabbling in some sourcing, but not really committed. And then um, I just slowly kept like tiptoeing and dipping my feet in it. And um, then I got pregnant with my third and was horribly sick the whole time with him. And so I just did like the bare minimum. And then I would say I really got into it um, like a little over a year ago and then started fully committing to full time about two months ago. So now had you thrifted before you started sourcing? Like, had you been a thrifter before or when you were like, I'm going to start thrifting, it was like your first time ever in a thrift store? No, I uh, grew up pretty poor. So my mom always shopped from the thrift store. So it wasn't my first rodeo. I wasn't like, of course, I wasn't into it when I was a kid, but um, now I love it. So, yeah. That's kind of how I am. And I feel like I kind of had a leg up as opposed to, like, I've only been reselling for a year, but I've been thrifting my entire life. <laughs> so I kind of have a leg up. Um, yeah. So that is Melissa. Let's head on over to Kate from the Posh <laughs> Babe. And she was, I, I'm going to have to say it slow so I don't butcher it. Okay. Um, I have to say it slow too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. It's not just me. Um, she recently just changed her name. So then it's not like her Instagram handle and stuff. So then I'm just all in a loop. Um, people are never allowed to do that or their profile picture because then I don't know who anyone is. Like, never allowed. It should be like... I know. I didn't tell anybody. I kind of pulled a Beyonce move and I was like, boom, new name. <laughs> as long as you leave it to like 102 and you don't go down like the Sean Diddy P. Diddy coat. Like, you know. know. <laughs> okay, so Kate, she is the posh boss babe. She has been reselling for seven years. Um, she does about 20 to 30 hours um, a week reselling. She has one small little babe, and we met him right before we went live. He is just at the chubby little cheeks. Um, she is a breastfeeding, baby-wearing mama who stays home. She loves Netflix binging. I mean, me and her, are, we chat back and forth. We have a lot in common besides just passion. She is, and she, again, was too humble to tell me this, and I'm going to put her on blast. She has over 700,000 followers on Poshmark and has sold over 40,000 items. Like, what? <laughs> what? Like, okay, if I missed anything, tell me. Um, and then tell us how you came up with your new name and maybe a little bit of background behind that and also how you got into reselling. And you do a lot more boutique stuff too. So you can know. Yeah, I, I do like a combination of everything. But thank you so much. Like, you're so kind to shout me out like that. Thank you. Um, um, if I had those stats, I would be like, <laughs> thanks. You're sweet. You know, it's it's been a lot of hard work. And um, yeah, I mean, it's totally wild going to a new change of pace. Whereas before, I would have put like, oh, I work like 60 hours a week because I love my work so much. But in this last year of having a baby now, I'm like, okay, I don't think I can do that much. <laughs> I'm a little tired, a little busy. So yeah. it slowed down a little bit. And remember, I have seven years to build up those stats. So like, 
just right off the bat, like, I think um, I just want to put it out there. Like, don't compare yourself to other people. Everyone's on their own journey. There's room for success for everyone. And our success is going to be differently and going to look differently. Um, I can tell you right now, 400,000 items is not just from the Posh Boss Babe. It's also from my wholesale account, Shop Willa, where I sell like six packs or 12 packs. So when I say 40,000 items, I mean 40,000 individual pieces. Okay, you- but don't downplay that. That is still a lot of hustle and a lot of work. That <laughs> Thank you. you. I just want to put that out there though, because I know it that might seem kind of crazy. You know what I mean? So, um, well, and maybe we can talk a little bit about that because when you do like wholesale and boutique stuff, I think there's different types of work, but then you're only doing one listing. And so, I mean, I tell me if I'm wrong, but kind of what you're saying is, you know, like there's one listing and I'm not having to go through each individual sourcing each individual and right. Yeah. And you can sell more of them. But it's totally. Like, yeah. We can touch on that a little later if you want, for sure. I know that uh, my process is going to look a lot different than a lot of other um, traditional poshers. But um, my roots are in thrifting. I actually started Poshmark just through my own closet. And then I was really like addicted to the sale. So then I started thrifting because I grew up in the thrift stores, um, but I hated it. Like my mom always made us go and we'd look at like everything, like every single aisle. And she was just looking for stuff for herself or for us kids or for the house. And um I remember just like walking in and I'm like, why we have to go here again? But now I'm like, oh, we get to go to the thrift store. Wow. It's different now. It's fun. But um, kind of how we all are. Because I think, I mean, Coco will get into it, but I think she's probably a little bit similar. And I hated going as well. And then I would like see keep friends from school and I would be so embarrassed. And now as an adult, I'm like, well, like they were there too. <laughs> like, yeah. I was also embarrassed, but like they also were at the thrift store. Like, I think it's cool. The culture of reselling is really like reshaping what thrifting is. Like thrifting is cool now. Thrifting is good for the earth. Like there's so much stigma that we're breaking down as resellers, which is so cool to be a part of that, like to the movement. You know what I mean? For sure. And so even though I don't have my hands full on in reselling as a thrifter, I'm really excited to still have thrifting be a part of my business model in addition to sourcing from boutique and working with manufacturers to provide a wholesale. Cool. Cool. So let's head on over to Coco sitting there patiently waiting for a turn. Um, Y'all, her Instagram, it is down below. You will not regret it. She is so uplifting and so inspirational, not just in what she posts about in her content and bringing, I mean, she does like a reseller mom thing. I think it's once a week. Um, and, but just like I was telling her before you guys, we, before we went live, I go onto her story every single morning because she has like this beautiful thing and it just makes my day and it's a beautiful picture usually and very like i don't know how she does it i mean it's so calming and inspirational and it and it worked i mean it's amazing go to her instagram and follow her for sure she has been doing it for one year and she works about 10 to 20 hours a week she has one two-year-old i feel like just the one right yeah okay for some reason i was thinking there's more but just the one two-year-old which that i mean working with a two-year-old is I mean, that's just hard. I have a two-year-old as well, and it's that's hard. Um, she had her first sale after 72 hours and was hooked. I feel like that's absolutely the posh way, um, and I'm almost positive that posh does that with their algorithm. <laughs> like, yeah. gets you ready to go. Um, that's complete, like, I'm making that up. I don't know if it's real or not. But it should be. It should be. 
Yeah, for sure. Um, she loves the posh community, and you can absolutely tell that it shows in her feed. I'm telling you, like, go to her Instagram. Um, and she is slowly working on trying to transition to going full-time. So I'm going to let her introduce herself if there's anything that I've missed, and then tell us a little bit about how she came up with her name and her background in reselling. Cool. Thanks so much for having us all. This is, like, such a treat. This is, like, a slumber party, but with more people than I'm used to. It's like a blast. Um, yeah, so I'm Coco. Well, I have my pajamas on under my. Like, well, I do too. <laughs> and my slippers. It's the best thing about like being live from home. Is like I don't have to have pajamas. It's so true. Um, okay, so yeah, uh, color resale. How I came up with the name. Well, um, I love SEO. I love like marketing. I love that kind of stuff. So I wanted resale, reselling, thrift, Poshmark, something like that to be in my name. So that's how I came up. Uh, with the, you know what I mean? You gotta work with it. Yeah. And then uh, color is because like, <coughs> so saturated with like old straight white men that I just wanted to be like, I'm a person of color, I'm colorful and my style's colorful too. And that's how I came up with color. Um, and then uh, how I became a reseller was to be able to be home with my baby. It's, I came out of, I kind of found it through necessity. I was a preschool teacher. And then uh, I stumbled upon this on a trip to Hawaii and it was just meant to be, it all fell in place. I like, as soon as we got back from the flight, I like put my baby down, I went out sourcing, found the thing, came back, put it up and it sold. It was just like meant but, to be. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of how I was too. I, I mean, I started putting a couple of my stuff, I was upcycling. Um, yeah. and then babies and life happens. And then I was putting some of my stuff on Facebook that wasn't selling. So I was like, someone was like, oh, do it on Poshmark. And so it was mainly my stuff, um, but I love thrifting. And I was like, oh, like I saw this really cool Patagonia jacket that was not my size, but I'm gonna yeah. buy it to see if it works. And then like, I think a weekend after that, I came home with like 80 items. <laughs> and my husband was like, it's what so And I was like, I can totally sell them. And he was like, yeah. hey, Sarah. Like, <laughs> I think most husbands react that way though, when you like, jump into Poshmark and like yeah. get all the good feels. They're like, whoa, whoa. And then you convince them. You show them like, hey, I'm making money. You yeah. know? That's right. Yeah. Well, and I did upcycle before. And so he had seen like that aspect and seen the business side of it too. But it was just like the one day was nothing. And the next day was like, I mean, and I'm not joking. I probably hit up like three thrift stores and had like, mm -hmm. 10 Oh, he's commenting. Yeah, I forgot he was watching. Oh, that's so cute. I love that he's supporting you in like every way possible by literally commenting on your live. Good job. <laughs> well, he's like my tech support, especially the first couple that I did because I had it like you have to use an outside software to stream it to YouTube and I didn't know how to do it. So I was like, can you watch it and make sure I'm like not talking to myself like I'm actually streaming? <laughs> Um, and now he just watches in between. I can hear the kids upstairs screaming. So I don't think he's like <laughs> um, trying to mitigate it all. Okay, so let's get started. We have a full panel or full questions. Um, I am going to start. Let's see. This is a hard question because I know for me, typical is not a thing. So I want to know what your typical day looks like. And I know for me, it's not. I mean, I kind of just have to go with what happens. I have like an agenda. And then very rarely does that whole agenda go. Um, but I want each person to kind of walk through a typical-ish day, um, work day for them. So 
We're just gonna keep in rotation. Um, so go ahead, Melissa. Um, so I always, uh, you know, get my the kids' breakfast stuff first going, and then we go right into school. Um, I only have my oldest homeschooling right now. She's seven, and then I have a four-year-old and um, an almost two-year-old. So um, she and I will do school for about four to five hours, and then um, after that, we will take a break while we're done for the day, and then I'll spend an hour, maybe two, photographing and getting listings ready, and then Oh, wait, I want to know details. What are your children doing where you have two hours to photograph? Like, um, well, it takes two hours because I'm constantly breaking for snacks and fights. And so what should take like an hour is like two because they're always hungry and fighting and pushing each other, you know, whatever. So they're kids. Um, Your girls can be trusted. Huh? My two-year-old like would not. My two-year-old's trouble. <laughs> like if he is <coughs> to see him, he's like on top of the fridge playing with knives or something like ridiculous. Oh and if yeah. See him, he's like screaming and like putting peanut butter on my inventory. Um, I found my two-year-old in the bathroom trash can the other day. <laughs> he's just standing in there, stuck. Oh, he couldn't get out. Like literally, like in it, he's just not, like, standing out. in the trash can and just like waiting for me to come get him. <laughs> This um, is what you have to look forward to. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I have my oldest two are girls, so they're completely different than the boy. And it's been kind of a ride for me because I grew up with a sister. So this boy thing is all new to me. Yeah, and there, I mean, there's some differences that are like how you're raised. And I, I mean, I'm not going to get into that debate, but there is definitely yeah. like, because I have one girl and two boys, and there's definitely, and I had three brothers. Like, there's differences yeah. <laughs> for sure. Okay, um, so you do the reselling for a couple of hours. Um, so now we're into like mid afternoon, right? Yeah, like evening ish. I stop and I fix dinner, and then um, we eat. And my husband tends to work late, he works long days. Um, and so I feed the kids and put them to bed, and then he usually gets home. And then I'm posh marking until I go to bed. So four to five hours at a chunk. <laughs> oh my God, girl. And then so, you get up and do it all over again. Uh-huh. And so then how do you see your husband? Or do you? Because it's a hard thing to manage. Mm-hmm. Um, it is hard. Yeah. Um, I've been trying to take Sundays off now, so I spend more time with my family and have more of a break for myself. So I've been trying that. And honestly, he's like really chill about it because as long as I'm downstairs watching, like watching a movie with him, he's totally happy. And usually I let him pick whatever he wants to watch because I'm not paying attention anyway. So he's well so we do that often too and it's like mostly because my husband's a gamer and i could care less about gaming yeah but he's like we can sit next to each other and be together away apart and i'm like okay like you would work while you video game um but it does make a difference just being like in their presence in the same room yeah yeah Yeah. all right so um okay oh i don't remember what order we went in now Oh my! Yeah. So 
around in the circle. We'll go to you, Coco. Um, what does your typical day kind of look like? I wake up, well, uh, tip, okay, so I'm changing it. But this is what our 2019 work like. Uh, I was working 20 hours a week. So I'd wake up with the baby. And that was anywhere between like 7, 8.30. And then we spend the morning together. That sounds glorious. My it's kids about like six. <laughs> it's so glorious. It's so glorious. And we have like a really slow morning too. So like nothing really gets done. It's wonderful. It's my favorite part of the day. And then uh, we hang out. We do whatever we want to do. And then we have lunch. Uh, we usually go for a little walk. And then at 1, she goes down for a nap. And then she sleeps from 1 to 4.30. That's right. That is right. Yeah. That's right there. My kids don't nap anymore. So I literally cry at the thought of her not napping anymore. I wish I had a child that napped until like five, and both of mine have stopped napping that too. I'm sorry. I hope that doesn't come my way. That's the norm. I feel like my kids aren't the norm. Because they yeah. also, like, first was, like, an awful sleeper. Like, she just never slept ever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, my little one was like that for the little, first little bit. And then we kind of trained her to sleep. And now she's a great sleeper. Um, and, yeah, and then I just hang out. And then I would work maybe, like, an hour or two after she went to sleep from, like, 7 to 9. And then after 9, downtime, just husband time. And then five hours on the weekend, three hours for sourcing, two hours for steaming, cleaning, prepping for the week. And so that's, I mean, you even the way that you're talking, it seems like you, like you have a schedule. It seems like oh. you much like this. <laughs> what I, oh, I'm like, I come across like really like hippie woo. Like that's what my husband calls me. Yeah. Like, for you're sure. like type A. Like I have like spreadsheets and plans and like I can't wake up without like a list of what I'm doing. Like I live for lists. That's yeah. awesome. Just really the way cool. that you're talking, I can see that you like have. <laughs> oh like, yeah, every minute is accounted for. Don't waste time. Oh, I'm with you. I just um on my IGTV, I had done a YouTube video before about like mom boss tips, and one of the biggest things is like not wasting time. Mm -hmm. And like I do marathon sessions of photos because even setting up for five minutes times yeah. a day, that's yeah. thirty minutes right there. Like yeah. totally. List. 10 items in 30 minutes if I had them all ready to go. Amen. Um, Amen. So, Kate, you have the youngest, one child, the youngest. Um, so tell us a little bit about what your typical day looks like. It's funny. I found a lot of correlation with what Coco said. Um, I wake up with baby. Um, we bed share, like co-sleeping, like he sleeps in my bed with me. So whenever he wakes up, that's when I'm up. So um, we usually are up between like 7 and 8.30 sometimes nine, which I'm like, all right, kid, you got a little bit of my genes. I like this. Yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I usually just like take the morning kind of slow. I have an assistant. So I usually will tell her what I want her to do for the day. And she does all like my community shares and my closet shares for me. So like my schedule for her is pretty usual as far as like, Hey, I want you to accomplish like two to three times sharing my closet. But then I also give her like bullet points of like, hey, let's focus on these type of community shares today. So it's like reaching out very targeted, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And like sharing new postures and stuff like that. So is it like a virtual assistant or is it like no, someone who actually know that? I, I know someone in my community, like in my neighborhood who oh, okay. job and I was like, well, I need help on Poshmark. You want to do that? But I've heard a lot of really good things about virtual ones too. But I don't know. I'm just like... 
a little scared about like giving up that much, you know, like to somebody that I don't know. So yeah, I have friends who found really good success with virtual assistants though. So I think it's worth looking into. This actually leads into one of the questions that we had that someone had reached out to me about. Um, and what are some of the tools and services that you use to get all the things done? Um, I'm going to note before we talk with everybody about this, I am a huge proponent for any of the tools and services, I think in resellers and then also in moms, we kind of get this, we have to do it all and it need, we can't. Um, I did a post on Instagram the other, like there's only so many hours in the day. I cannot be the mom, I cannot be the chauffeur and the cook and the house cleaner. I cannot be the CEO and the admin and the accountant and the social media manager. I mean, if you actually put on all the hats that we're trying to do, it's just not possible. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm a big proponent of getting help where you can, finding your strengths and then figuring out a way to make other things more efficient or other tools, there's lots of tools out there, or even paying other people to do it for you because sharing your closet, like you're better at finding items in your closet or taking those pictures, you know, your time is better spent that way. So that's my little spiel on that. I'm a huge proponent of this. So I'm excited to hear how you guys kind of use different tools and or services to help get all the things done. So go ahead, Melissa. Um. So I do have a, a virtual assistant who shares my closet for me, and that has taken so much off of my plate because I was trying to share while homeschooling, and I was like, this is stupid. I can't pay attention to both my kid and this, so we, I got to get rid of the one right. and focus on my child. I <laughs> mean, So um, that's been a huge stress reliever. Um, I don't have to worry about that anymore, and so during the day, I feel like, yeah. So now I'm trying to think of other ways maybe to unload my plate a little bit because I feel like it's gotten a little bit out of hand lately. So um, yeah, that's something I'm still working on. Isn't that life though? I feel like I've gone through that like every year of my life, like, oh, my plate's too full, but I keep saying yes to <laughs> Yes, that's right. <laughs> yeah, I do that, that's my problem. Life of an entrepreneur though, like if you have that mindset, you're kind of like, yeah, let's do it to everything. Yeah. Well, and I feel like that's true. And so you have to be able to have that mindset and do it, but then you also have to be able to be kind of realistic about it. Um, and I am all, I tell Melissa, I'm like, hey, I just hired a 13 year old to like clean my shoes. You should think about doing that. And like all of my, I mean, and not to pressure you or anything, oh, but I, no, like, I get it. Yeah, to give me ideas. To find the balance too. And I'm like, this is like, so I hired a neighborhood kid to come over on the weekends and like clean my inventory. And it has been absolutely amazing because it's not in the back of my mind all weekend that I have to get it done so that I can take pictures for the week. And her mom loves it because she's like, oh, you're teaching my kid, like, you know, work ethic and everything. And so, um, Coco, do you use any tools or services? <laughs> I, use, I use a virtual assistant okay. uh, for sharing. And then I use Later for Instagram. Oh, what is that? What is Later? It's uh, There's different tiers to it. So I just use it just to plan everything out and upload if I have anything done before, or any ideas, or if I want a post to go up on a certain day. Um, and then like a scheduling now? Mm-hmm. And then but you can also allow that. I didn't know yeah. Instagram allowed that. This is like. Yeah, so Instagram is owned by Facebook, and Facebook has a list of uh, third-party apps that are okay to use. 
And uh, it's really important that you check on that actual website. Yeah. Um, because if not, they'll shadow ban you. So yeah. How do you use my card? What? Okay. So that you use for Instagram? I use later. Later. Oh, interesting. Okay. I use Planoly, but I didn't know. I, I, I've had to read that. I didn't know that there was a thing about that. Mm hmm. Yeah, there mm -hmm. is. And you can schedule like your stories and you can schedule your posts, but they'll send you reminders and then you have to manually do it. They won't do it for you completely. Yeah, but still like that's, that's a game changer, you know, especially like if you're really busy and you have like an hour where you can like put up all the stories you want to put up in the day and then just like spread them out. Um, and you'll get just like a little reminder. So you're not always on your phone, you know? Um, so I go through on Instagram and do like content for the week as a draft. Yeah. Um, so then it's all ready for, and I, I mean, in, Facebook and YouTube let you schedule ahead, which is glorious. So I can do like my YouTube, um, I mean, live I can't do obviously, but like any of my videos, I can do them for a week. But Instagram, you can't. So the best I found was doing drafts. Mm -hmm. um, but like I am writing this down. This is glorious. Yeah. I feel bad yeah. on my phone. Later, you can do you can schedule your posts. You just can't do carousels or video. So if you do traditional posts, they'll actually post it for you if you connect it to your Facebook. Okay. I do a lot of IGTV, so I'd have to. Look. That probably wouldn't work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna Sorry. look at it because even just the stories, because the stories take up for a long time too. Cool. Yeah, it all takes time. Oh, and I have a. Uh, I should shout this out because it's a godsend. I have a little like a uh, robot vacuum, like a Roboku. <laughs> I don't know how I lived without it. I don't. I don't want to go back. I don't yeah, want to go. It back. is glorious. If you, if Melissa and Kate, if you guys don't have it, like, it is the best hundred dollars I've ever. I think it's like my favorite family member. Like, yes, we have a dog who sheds all the time, and I have to yeah. vacuum like two or like probably one to two times a day to not have our floors covered. And like, yes. that's not happening. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's funny about vacuums, real quick. Um, my kid loves the vacuum, and when he can't sleep, I just put him in like the ergo and I vacuum. And there was one point where like he was still doing two naps a day, and you know, of course, sleeping at night. I would vacuum the house three times a day. Come live with me. I'm like, yeah, it's hard to vacuum. Let's do this. And like, my kid's going to go to bed real good. Who I mean, has gotten past that? Every once in a while, we'll use it. But I like my vacuum. I, I did the same thing with my first. I'd put her in the yeah. carrier. And yeah. or she would like fall asleep in the car seat. And I would have the um, sound machine on my phone. And it would be like in the car seat with her. And so I'd go places and people would be like, what is that noise? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, do not wake my child. She does not sleep. Like, oh. All right, Kate, so you mentioned you have an assistant that helps. Um, are there any other tools, services that you recommend using? Well, like Coco, I have an Instagram um, thing. It's Planoly, which I really like them because you can plan out like, like you said, the stories and everything as mm -hmm. well, as well as your feed. Um, it's cool because I literally, I pay for this service because I want to have a ton of photos in. If you get the free one, I think you can upload like up to 10 photos ahead of time. 
But um, in like doing batch work and everything, I'll do like cute outfit photos for like two hours straight with my husband's home. And I'm like, all right, awesome. I have content for a month. You know what I mean? On Instagram, it doesn't show my current hair. Like it still looks like I'm all the way blonde because I did those photos a while ago. (laughs) But that was like, you know, what you're supposed to do. You use your time for that kind of stuff. So I plan out, like you can drag and drop to see exactly how your feed will look. And so I love doing that. Oh, I, I think I might use the version of what you, I don't upload from it. I don't, I'm looking at my phone. Oh, it's called preview. Um, There's something out there. Yeah, well, I use it just to put them out there to make sure that it looks okay. Cause I'm trying yeah. to care about that. I'm not like a graphic designer, marketing person at all. I've had a lot, I'm gonna give a shout out to my girl, me, myself and Donuts, follow her feed. She yeah. is. Amazing. She, she is the sole reason that my feed looks the way that it does. Um, so there is a question from Stay at Home Girl, and she's wondering if anyone uses List Perfectly or Vendu. Ooh, hey Chelsea, thanks for joining us. I know Chelsea. She lives in um, San Diego area. We've met up a few times. Um, I don't use that, but I have heard really good things about List Perfectly. Um, what is Vendu? Do you guys know? Yeah, so Vendu is perfectly. Yeah, it, it just started. Char- well, no, what's the date? They're charging on four days. In four days, they're going to start charging. They did a bit. It's basically list perfectly, but they have different stuff. I don't know. Um, but they did a beta test at the end of the year, and then they're starting to charge um, in four days. Um, I don't think anyone is on anything besides Posh. Oh, no, Melissa, you're on Macari. I just started Macari, yeah. Okay. Just pause. Um, uh, so that's a no. Uh, Lori, my friend Lori, she's actually dropping a video on the dashboard, a review on the dashboard, um, either tonight or tomorrow. So head over there. Um, she says she uses Bendu and they're wonderful. Um, it's actually on my to-do list to look at list perfectly, hopefully this weekend. Um, it, it's been on my to-do list for a while. Um, but I do actually, I am a huge proponent of like outsourcing everything that you can. I mm-hmm. actually have a lister. Um, a, she's a virtual lister, but I know her personally, not ever met her though. Like we were friends mm-hmm. on um, Instagram and Facebook before I knew that she was a lister. Mm. Um, but she like, I will send her, she cross posts to eBay a lot for me because she's been mm-hmm. on eBay for 12 years. Um, and I'm like, I don't know how to do this. And it's so scary. And she can do like 10 listings in like 20 minutes on eBay. Cause she is like mm-hmm. a boss. Um, so I use like a person, I just sent her the pictures and she does it. Um, so Lori is saying, hold on. Oh, let's see, let's perfectly is at adding Depop soon. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see Vendu. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go up. Wow. And Facebook marketplace. Yeah. That's, that's kind of a big deal. Like they're really working it i mean to be honest i'm just gonna say it right now all of my eggs are in poshmark's basket always have yeah. been um i've tried mercari for like a minute just didn't find the success and i hated that we didn't have the community which like to be honest the community is so like such a big part of poshmark which is awesome but um yeah i'm, I'm all poshmark so i don't use any of those things yeah. Um, and actually, I'm going to do a little promo for my live next week. Um, I actually have some people on and we're going to be comparing between Poshmark and eBay, the pros and cons. So yeah. you check that one out. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to go through this to see what Lori's telling us. So Ben, do, oh, no, let me see. 
Lori uses Bendu. They help you cross list some items between eBay, Macari, and Posh. Um, oh, and she said her dashboard video online is going live tonight. Um, oh. And then Listing Perfectly is adding Depop. So Listing Perfectly and Bendu are kind of the. So I've heard a lot about it. Yeah. So both. Um, I, it's on my agenda to do. So. Are <laughs> the same Poshmark cups, Melissa? I have a black one too. Yeah, cheers. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> All right. Um, so now I've completely lost track of what we were talking about. Let me see. Um, Sorry. Okay. So we, this is my channel and I am a huge proponent of data. Um, and I think you all have the dashboard or use data to some capacity. So I do want you to touch on why you use the data, what data you look at, how it kind of helps you in your reselling. Um, for me personally, the, when I started looking at the data, it helped me become so much more efficient with my time. Um, and then also get kind of where I wanted to go not working anymore like i don't have more time so i was like how do i make this amount of money spending the same amount of time um so go ahead melissa if you want to talk a little bit about data um so i think before i started analyzing my data i kind of had a, a small idea of what was selling well for me but i remember last year sitting down um and one afternoon i went through everything that had sold the previous month and like i kind of did my own data on pen and paper and i i saw that you know certain categories sold better for me than others and i was like man i really wish i had an easier way of doing this because this is really time consuming but i hadn't met you yet sarah <laughs> and then i probably didn't have anything well <laughs> Um, and since, <coughs> sorry, I'm getting over the crud. Um, <clears throat> since I've started using the data, um, dashboard, I now know what's, what categories sell best for me. And so what I've done is when I'm at the thrift store or any place really, there's just certain areas that I completely avoid because I know it's a waste of time. Um, like for example, jeans do not sell well for me. They sell okay price point wise, but they sit forever. And so that's an item that's not worth my time. Shoes sell well for me and dresses and jackets. So that's mainly what I hit when I go out. And that saves a lot of time because I'm not wasting through tops and sweaters and jeans. I just hit those three areas and then I'm done. Unless I'm looking for myself. And then from there, um, like I love the new inventory dashboard because it breaks it down even more into like sizes and the subcategories. And so now when I'm out, like I keep in mind, okay, like wedge shoes sell really well for me, like look for wedge shoes and et cetera. So I feel like when I go outsourcing, I have an agenda and I, I have a limited amount of time and so I'm not wasting that time grabbing stuff that I think might sell okay. I know what will sell. And then if I want to like take a risk on a certain item, it's only going to be within the categories that I know sell well for me. So, And that's a smart plan. That's similar to what I do. And it also helps me like not go down the path of buying stuff when you're at the thrift store because you're like in that high of the thrift store because I do yeah. I cannot move jeans either and maybe we don't have good jeans in Colorado I don't know um 
but I would always be like, oh, you know, you see a bunch of people online that are like, oh, jeans, jeans. And I'm like, okay, maybe I'll try it again. And then I spend an hour on the jeans aisle and there went all of my time. So it definitely like helps me look at it more like a business than like getting involved in the hype of the thrift store. Yeah. Okay, Coco, I'm gonna pass it on to you. Yeah, my favorite feature of the dashboard. That's the question. Yeah, sure. Or if um, there's any way that you use data to kind of help drive your. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I use it a little differently because I don't avoid certain sections because I do most of my shopping at the Goodwill outlet. But it does help me understand how much I would need to sell for the amount that I want to be making that month. That estimator, what do you call it, Sarah? The simulator. Mm hmm. That's my favorite feature. I love it so much because it takes your past sales, sees how much you've been selling, kind of tells you how much more you need to sell the next month, which helps me with listing. Yeah. So it helps me know like how much I need to list each day to reach my goals, kind of, right? Yeah. yeah. It's a good and kind of where to go. And I love mm-hmm. that you use it at the bins because there's different, and why I want to have so many people on my live is we all have different strategies. We all have different places we source and how do we all do it to be successful in different mm-hmm. Right. Okay, Kate, I'm gonna pass it on to you. You just posted today or yesterday or about- Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have a blog, theposhbossbabe.com, and I was actually just sharing about how I use the dashboard. Um, I use it a lot for understanding like what categories sell well for me. So looking at the inventory that I want to source. So a lot like Melissa, um, shoes is one of my top categories. And I wrote a post about it and I was saying how um, you can look at your sell-through rate using the inventory dashboard because you can easily see, you know, like, well, if I have the 10 pairs of shoes and I sold five of them this month, my sell-through rate is 50% versus say I had 10, I don't know, jackets and only two of them sold, you know, then it's only a 20% and you're sitting on those eight jackets, you know? So um, using that for me was a really big deal because I have a pretty big um, Poshmark boutique where I have over 600 items posted right now. But with also having the, um, the wholesale side of things, I know that like being able to set up something for other women to purchase from my wholesale line and then sell on Poshmark, I'm kind of shaping a little bit the Poshmark you know, economy in a way by being able to say like, well, what should I put out there? So I use my own personal numbers and think, well, if my larger shop is doing well with these categories, I should probably stock up on those things in the wholesale line so that I'm giving purchase from me here, they're gonna have, you know, a leg up and be picking from categories that are seasonally hot based on data because I have seven years to look back on. And I mean, to be honest, every year was different. So it's a different year in my life. And a lot like Sarah's um, YouTube video where she was going through her 2020 goals and you were looking at this last year, you were like explaining the dips and you know the different things. I thought it was really cool because I started looking at my charts and I was like, well, I had a baby there and yeah, yep, definitely had a baby there. You know, it's like looking at the different things and looking at that over seven years was really cool because to be honest, up until a couple months ago, I never looked at data. I was just um, blindly moving forward thinking, well, I'm doing something right, making profit, it's working, and kind of going with the, well, yeah, shoes sell pretty good. I mean, I get them and they sell and 
I don't have any more. So yeah, get some more shoes. But having the data to back it up was like a total game changer because it made me be able to see what's happened. And instead of just, you know, showing up to source, whether it be the thrift store or with a manufacturer through a catalog, I can actually zero in and say, well, I know that this is going to sell. So let's move forward and have that be the game plan. So I think that's like, without a doubt, the biggest thing for me. I love that you have those. And I'm excited to see how, like I, if you watch my YouTube and you watch, I mean, you can see, you can clearly see in my data when I started using my data and I'm really excited to start seeing other people when they start using their data, how it progresses. Cause everyone, even just with the three of you, you all are using it in different ways. Um, but any business out there is not, I can guarantee Macy's isn't like, well, I think probably like we're going to do this. Right. Like, and it, it, I could talk about data all day, so we'll stop there. But, um, so here we go. You have 20 minutes to work on reselling for the day. Like that's it. You have 20 minutes. What is, I don't want to say one thing cause you could do multiple things in that 20 minutes, but you have 20 minutes to do something for reselling. What are you going to do? Go ahead, Melissa. Uh, probably list or, or relist. Um, yeah. Okay. And I mean, do you relist a lot? We talk a little bit. I mean, I relist, but for people who don't relist or know the benefits of relisting, um, so basically it's, I copy all my, I take a, a listing, um, I copy all the photos and then I copy the description. Oh, he's so adorable. Thank um, you. My husband's hanging around the corner, just trying to keep him chill. So keep oh, going. Sweet. Um, and, and then I just make, I, I make a new listing. I put in all the copied photos, the copied description, and then I list it. And then I go back and delete the previous old listing and that's relisting. And so I do that a lot when like I got sick this week. And so I had not had a chance to go through everything that I had sourced over the weekend. So all I did was relist instead because I didn't have anything new to do. And there have been a lot of times where I will take stale inventory, relist it, and it sells within a couple of hours or a couple of days or even the first week. And so anyway, I mean, for me, likes don't equal sales. So, and if I work like a thing, it will not sell. Like every month on my dashboard is like, this is your, I'm like, it's, I'm just going to have it forever. It's this gorgeous anthropology dress and it has a gazillion likes and it just does not sell. (laughs) Um, And so I want to um, note for those who don't, know so much about posture if you're new to watching um the algorithm for po- i love that you're nursing right now i just it's just out of the that shirt is so awesome i love it you do that my kids when they were that old would never do that i'm actually a breastfeeding counselor too for those who did not know um so when i see a mom in nursing it you know just warms my heart um your baby however you want I'm not going down that route I just love um I love seeing it so um listing relisting puts it so the Poshmark algorithm works slightly different than other sites in the fact of you have to share and get it to the top it's not like on eBay where you're SEO and you go and it just sits there and um and so relisting kind of gives it a completely new listing and kind of puts it up to the top so oftentimes I notice too you really list an item and you get a whole new you know 
it's a new item per se, um, and it'll sell. Um, I relisted the most items I've ever relisted in July of last year, and it was my best month of the year. So, and so I like, was not outsourcing, but relisting still kept staying selling. Um, one quick thing I'd like to add about that, um, Lynn from, um, Poshmark Analytics. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, she told me once that, um, it would, so when you have a new listing, it shows up in the new listing categories, drop the price by 10% right after you've listed it. So now it's in two categories, just listed and price drop. I do that too. Um, yes, and I'm sure it was Lynn who told me. So Lynn, also, we are very fortunate to have Lynn live here in Colorado with us. Yes. Um, I am going to put her GoFundMe down below. Um, she's actually going through breast cancer right now. And it's, I mean, it's expensive. And it, I mean, we're just a wonderful community. So I will put her GoFundMe down below. It's on my Instagram as well. If you can, um, I mean, a lot of people are doing donations from their closets and whatnot. Any help that you can do for Lynn. Um, Coco, you have 20 minutes to resell. What are you going to do? <coughs> out. If yeah. I have orders to ship, that's like always the first thing that I do. Um, and then probably like offers, offers to likers. Okay. I don't, I've actually tried not to do offers this month. I'm going to see how it goes. Um, my offers for, I looked at all of my 2020 and my offer to likes are like 10%. And I do them. I, I mean, I spend every day like 30 to 45 minutes doing them. And I'm like, well, if I'm not getting any sales from them, I'm going to spend 30 or 45 minutes doing something else and see what happens. Yeah. Um, but I know other people that are like, oh, I get 40% of my offer, you know. So yeah, I, I would say it's even higher for me than 40. Yeah. Wow. Which is amazing that, like, and if I didn't look at my data, most people say they get a lot. So I would probably keep doing it. But it just, mm -hmm. I think it depends how you do it. Yeah, and I think I'm thinking price point has something to do with it too. I'm gonna do a deep dive in the um, user group because mm -hmm. I think I have a lot of high priced items, and I don't think giving you know 10% off $100, people are like, I still don't have $90 to spend. But if yeah. you get 10% off of you know $15, they're like, okay, I can scrounge the other $12 or whatever for this top, right? Um, Kate, you have 20 minutes to do something reselling. What are you gonna do? So, um, like Coco, I will do offers, offer to likes, even though my 2019 data said, I think, what was it, like 14%? I totally have it written down, like, to remind me. <laughs> I need pen and paper still. As much as, like, I love the computer, I need the notes in front of my face. But, um, yeah, I'm going to do offer to likes, but the kicker for me is I'm starting to follow it up with a personalized comment. And it's changing things. So if I had 20 minutes, that's what I'm going to do. Like all during nap time today, I did it for an hour and I made like five sales super quickly. And I had people responding to me as well. And like saying like, Oh, I don't get paid until, you know, the end of the month. Um, could you hold it for me or, you know, different things like that. It just opened the conversation. So for me, I would totally spend 20 minutes making the offers but absolutely following it up with communication. Hmm. Um, that's interesting. And have you filled out the repeat customer deep dive? Uh, I don't think I've done the repeat customer. No. Uh -uh. So if you are, if you have the dashboard, we have a Facebook user group um, and then we're talking all things 
I mean, you can tell I'm excited about it, but we just like talk and people and whatever. But each month I do a group deep dive where we look at the data and this month is repeat customers. Um, and so the link, if you have the dashboard, the link is in the Facebook user group or send me a DM and I can send it to you because I want to look at repeat customers and different, I'm asking for different metrics and see if we can find what's helping build repeat customers because I really think it is having this one-on-one -on -one communication with them because you're now a person where you get on Poshmark and you're not a person to them, right? Like they're not going to a storefront. Um, so finding ways that we can encourage repeat customers. And I think you're on to something, Kate. Um, and I do want to say, I can't remember, I saw it on Instagram, but did you know on your iPhone, I'm sure if you have an Android, you can do it too. You can set up a um, text replacement. Yes. That's what oh, I do. Yesterday, and it is like my, I, okay, apparently I am like behind the game, but it is like glorious because I've been reaching out to people too, and I started doing that. So, so much easier than cut and paste or using Siri. I've sent some terrible Siri text messages. <laughs> oh, yes, I do not trust Siri. One little bit. No, she is so bad. <laughs> um, We are getting close to the hour, so I'm going to actually, um, no, we're actually doing okay on questions. Um, so everyone, we've touched on this a little bit. Everyone's really active on social media and some of you yeah. use the um, apps, but I wanna kind of know how you prioritize your time between social media and um, the, the reseller related, but like strictly like Poshmark specific reselling um, items as opposed to being on a social media platform. Melissa? Um, I'm actually not that active on social media. I have Facebook, but I don't get on it. Um, I don't really like it. And then I'm on Instagram and I was trying, like one of my goals this year was to increase my Instagram account and really get that going. But then after I've been plugging away at Poshmark so hard, I just don't have the energy for it. So like, I think that's gonna just take a back seat until maybe next year. So I'll still like dedicate maybe half an hour to Instagram every day, maybe hour tops, but um, yeah. I've, You've taken more of a back I've taken more of a passive role on that lately. And I can maybe think that you're just active on there because I, like you pop up for me automatically, right? And like we yeah, do you too. on there. So maybe I think you're more active on there than you really are. Um, Coco, I know you're active because I yeah. have stories in your, and I know the work that goes behind your <coughs> post. I mean, you put a lot of thought into the pictures and into the um, posts. Yeah. So how do you prioritize like? For well, for me, it's it's not only about like what makes you money, but it's what makes work enjoyable, right? And for me, I'm such a social person that if I didn't have Instagram, I probably wouldn't be an at-home reseller. Like it just wouldn't work for me. Right. So for me, it's like it's an essential part of the job. So I prioritize it not as much as I do Poshmark, but it, it's up there. It's definitely like what keeps me sane, what keeps me grounded. If I have questions, that's where I go. I don't really use any other form of social media besides Instagram. And I've always loved it. I've loved it since the very beginning, even before I started using it for business. Um, so I think a lot of people are on it a lot more than they think, just like passively scrolling through like Beyonce's stuff or like whoever else they're like loving. Kim Kardashian's fridge. 
right? Like all that stuff's so appealing. Um, but I cut that out completely. So I don't do that anymore. I go on with intention. So I go on to post something. Uh, I spend most of my time like engaging with other people's content, finding out what other people are up to, checking in on people. Like that's really like what makes my heart feel like full. And so I prioritize it. Yeah, and I'm similar to you. I don't, um, I, well, in the fact of that I go on for purpose. Like, and I would, I mean, I'm at home with three kids all day. Like, yeah. it, the Instagram is my coworkers, you know? Like, yeah. I can talk, oh, hey, I found this, or what about this, or yeah. I have random thoughts that I can, like, put out there and, like, talk to people about it. Um, and I, I don't do it personally, and I've never really done it personally. And so it, like, still boggles my mind that, like, people want to see my haul videos. Like, why do people want to see what I get? Like, it just blows my mind, and people do. And, like, like Kim Kardashian, I don't know what that means, but people watch Kim Kardashian's fridge. Like, it just is, like, a completely wor new world that I am, like, slowly indulging in. That it just is, like, mind-boggling to me that yeah. that's how it is. Um, I do want to, I'm gonna, there's a question for Coco. Do you have a technique for offer the likes? I do. I send messages. For it? I don't want to like put you on the No, screen. no, no. I, I do. I, I send messages to people. So I never sent out an offer without a message. I just, people are getting it all the time. So I, if I only have time to send out 10 offers with like a sincere message, then I just send out 10. I've never gone through like my whole closet and just click like offer, offer, offer. Cause that never, that's never worked for me. So yeah. I, I'm very targeted. I do it like it works for me. You know, I figured out a system that works and it's targeted and it works. And I think you guys are both onto something. Do either of you mind sharing kind of like what you would say? Cause I always feel so awkward, like stuck <laughs> out. Yeah, I mean, I so guess like, so. Like, if I'm doing a sale, then I talk about a little bit about the sale, or I talk a little bit about maybe the piece that they liked. You know, that's always a good conversation starter because they liked the piece, right? So I could yeah. talk to them about like what they liked about it, or like, are you thinking of putting this with something? And then you kind of get into styling, or if they're new, like completely new to the platform, like, oh, like, is this your first week on? Uh, Poshmark, like, is it in, like, do you have questions? Because it's not intuitive, you know, and they're getting all these, like, offers. A lot of people don't know that you can, like, barter for price, you know? So if you or take like a bundle. Yeah, they like, what, they, yeah. some people strike back, like, what is a bundle? And I'm like, that's cool. I think that's a great conversation starter. Yeah. Um, I'll go back and check on, like, my customers. Uh, you know, if they're like, oh, I went on vacation, like, I'll, I'll try to remember, like, one or two, and I'll go back and be like, how was your vacation? They'll be like, great, like, getting ready for another one. And I'll be like, they're on to a sweater that could be great for that, you know? Like, I think what's really important, like, if there's one takeaway I hope everyone gets is that we all have strengths, and using your strengths to build your business is what's going to make you really successful. And for me, it's, like, connecting with people. So, like, reaching out to customers, like, that's the thing that I have that maybe other people don't. But if you have like another, uh, you know, strong suit, then use that. You know, whatever you have, use it. Yeah, I, I'm one thousand percent with everything you just said. Yeah, yeah. I, I think you're onto something. I've been thinking about how to do repeat customers and kind of figure it out. And I think you guys have like sparked the. I do it for bundles a little bit, but I think I'm gonna kind of strategize a little bit better. Um, mm -hmm. Kate, so I don't even remember what the question, oh, social media, how do you kind of, I mean, you have a blog now too, and I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but I'm gonna do it anyways, and you're coming out with YouTube? 
Okay, so I'm hoping I can try with you. And you have a little kid, and um, he's probably gonna be in like half the videos to be honest because I mean, he lives on me still, you know. Yeah, right. It's hard. I mean, I don't, my kids aren't on my social media, um, and nothing against people who do like yeah. something different for everyone, but it makes it really hard because then I can only do things like this when my husband's around. Um, and as you guys know, he's very supportive. He is. One of the people asking all the questions. Um, make I can see it. Yeah. <laughs> um. So how? I mean, how do you have kind of a game plan? How are you going to, or how do you even do. blog post and sell coaching? So, and I do a lot. I know, and like I was saying with Melissa, like I say yes to a lot of things. I don't think I can live life without a full plate. It's just not the way I function. Like I need the fullness. I enjoy the fullness. Um, for me, it's a lot about, you know, looking at like my big goal for the month or for the week. And I say, you know, like what I want to get done, you know, I want to post like four to five times a week on Instagram, you know, and I want to have a blog post once a week. And, you know, I'd like to maybe put up a YouTube and I'm going to put my goal out there once every two weeks. You know what I mean? So it's like, I stagger these things. So for me, it's about like, staggering the goals and then like slowly getting comfortable with doing those things. And also like for Instagram, I plan out my captions, I plan out my photos, you know what I mean? And then what I've been doing. So for the blog, I, I such like, I have had a blog like on and off for like seven years. It feels like, um, before I even found Poshmark, I was a fashion blogger. I had wearinla.com because my original username on Posh was wearinla. And, um, I fell out of love with it. I found Poshmark and I was like, well, my blog isn't making any money. Um, Poshmark is. So I dropped it. I didn't want to do that anymore. Stayed out for a while. And then last year I revived the blog. No, actually it wasn't even last year. It was the year before. It was like late 2018. I revived it and I was like, okay, this is good. Like I can do this again. I totally like was overwhelmed. I was pregnant and I'm like, okay, this is like not the time to do any of this. So I let it sit. I had my dot com live with an old post. <coughs> I was like, I, I can't do it. I have so many more important things. So I think that's really good to like acknowledge like it is okay to let things go. It is okay to say, I can't do it all. My plate can't be that full all the time. And to reprioritize and figure out what is important. And you can circle back to things. You could pick back up. So it's like for me, um, from like my blog, I'm taking, well, what was my favorite Instagram post this week? Can I dive deeper into that? And that's how I came up with my blog post. So it's like not everybody is going to see all of my Instagram. Not everyone is going to see all of my blog. Or not everyone is going to watch every YouTube video I put out there. So why not kind of intermingle but elaborate on them a little bit more? So that's like my strategy. That's and awesome. I like what you said. Thank you. I like what you said about um, coworkers. I am insanely like social. I need that. I thrive on that. I have a really hard time being home by myself. So having people that know what I do and that are doing the same thing and who are also moms, like working our butts off to like support our family, but also live a part of like our own creativity and our own like success stories. Being able to connect with people like that is so vital to me and like my own person. So it just 
it works perfectly that it's all business related as well. So that's where I'm at. I mean, I feel like you should be leading this because that was like a perfect segue into <laughs> But before we get, we are, I mean, I know everyone has kids and if it's bedtimes and stuff and you guys do need to pop off. I do have one more thing to know um, and then we can pop off. But before we go there, I do want to give a shout out to Coco that she's starting a podcast. Yes. And that's like not saying no. I'm like, I've done a couple of podcasts and I was like, oh, cool. I should start a podcast. And I had to say no. <laughs> I was like, yeah. 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 They are so cool. And I totally think it's like where it's going. And so I am excited. I love your Instagram. I'm excited to see your podcast. Um, I don't know how far in it if you are at a point where you can kind of like talk to us about your vision and any details that you have. Yeah. yeah. So I think like, in the business world and just entrepreneurship altogether, there's this like strong like hustle mentality and self-care and wellness and like that life balance is missed. And so that's what the podcast is about. It's how like mm-hmm. how to find balance in reselling. I'm going to be bringing on different people. Um, I have a friend that uh, does like PT type of stuff. So I want to talk about like posture that we should be holding and like uh, oh my God, Coco, different backgrounds. More. Yeah. This is amazing. Yeah, so I'm excited about it. I think it's going to be something really fun and different. And I think that a lot of people have a lot of really good things to add. So that's the whole that's the whole shebang. Yes, I love it. And I know that you will do amazing with it because you get I get that sense from your Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, this very like calm. I, I mean, I told you like I go when I'm like stressed out or my kids are yelling or I'm like overwhelmed on Instagram, I go to your feed and I go to your story because I'm like, oh, yes, thank you. I am beautiful and I will do okay today. And it it works through Instagram. So you will absolutely, like I know your podcast is going to be a success and send it my direction and I will promote the crap out of you and listen. Um, So I'm going to end it there. I see kids coming in and out. Um, If you have one last second to give one last piece of advice, um, the leadway was, and you can tell in talking with all of you, you guys are all amazing and you love supporting each other. And you can absolutely tell that in talking with you and your Instagram. Um, Melissa's amazing in the community. We're doing a ton of talking tips. Um, And so I am grateful to know all of you and in your um, and so I want you to, if there's any last piece of advice, there's a new reseller or mom who's trying to get into it, what would you tell them? Um, I guess knowing your data, like at least do some kind of bookkeeping or, you know, so you're making sure that you're not, you're making money and you're not losing money and that you're you're making wise decisions with what you're sourcing and selling because if you're just grabbing a whole bunch of stuff and randomly throwing it up sometimes that works but i think if you really want to play the long game you should know where you're at where you want to go and the numbers are going to tell you how to get there so that would be mine well and to that point too for me when i started looking like i'm taking time away from my kids um, and not everybody is in this to do money. They just really enjoy thrifting and they want to like just recoup their costs or, or whatever it is, but kind of have an idea of if I'm taking time away from my kids, I want it to be beneficial. And what is beneficial to me is different than other people. Um, but I, I'm a data person, but I, I mean, I agree in whatever extent it is like, make sure that you're doing this purposefully. Yeah. Okay. 
Yes. I would say Melissa's point is really good. I think just figuring out your why, you know, like if you're trying to sell things from your own closet, like go at it a lot more casually. Like you don't need to do all the things that people are recommending, you know, but if you're trying, if you're like a single mom trying to support your three kids solo, then, you know, you're going to have to hustle a lot harder, you know, and, and figuring out your why, figuring out your numbers, all that stuff's going to really help. And maybe find someone uh, on social media that's doing a similar thing that has similar goals and uh, following their stuff instead of, you know, because there's so many like, uh, you know, 20 somethings that don't have kiddos that are doing all this stuff. And then moms are trying to follow. And I'm like, girl, what you doing? You're never going to be able to do that. Like, that's that so real. Like, it's not gonna happen. Yeah, it's just not. It's just not. I would say, um, figure out if you want to accept help because help is like the biggest thing. Like, um, for me, I would rather have help for my business so that I can take care of my kid because that's why I have a business to support my kid and my family. So, I think it's really important to, um, just look at your priorities and make sure that. You figure out what your highest priority. Sorry, I'm like smacking him. Like it's totally like what I do now. To enjoy it. Yeah, it's cozy. <laughs> Just, but like for real, figure out what the highest priority is. Like, and figure out how you can keep that your top priority by finding other people or services to help you get that accomplished and keep it at the top. And I. I agree with all of what you guys have said. This has been like an amazing panel and I want to thank you for being here. I agree with what Kate is saying in finding priorities. I, when I start to get frustrated with my kids, I look at myself because it's not usually my kids. It's usually my two-year-old being a two-year-old and me being on my phone trying to do Instagram. And I'm like, quit bugging me because I'm trying to do this post. Um, and so that's where like looking at your priorities and yes, I want to be doing all of these things. How can I still do, do those, but then also be there for my kid because that is why I'm staying home. Um, so thank you guys so much. This is amazing. I have links for everybody down below. Um, you can leave comments in the YouTube and I will make sure that it gets to them or I think everyone's Instagram is down below. These women are absolutely amazing and if you reach out to them, I am positive that they will give you the support that you are looking for. Um, I'm excited for all the things to come and I will see Melissa. Melissa's doing a passion tip um, and it is actually going to be live. We're going to try and do a live passion tip on my YouTube channel. So tune into that in a couple of weeks. Melissa put it all together. So fingers crossed it's not a hot mess. Um, definitely give thumbs up if you guys like content like this. Make sure to subscribe to my channel and hit the bell so you get notified. I'm going to try and do a live at least once a week and have lots of really cool information. Next week, we are looking at the differences between Posh and eBay, the pros and cons between the two platforms. Um, I think that's it. Everyone have a wonderful night. I'm going to go put baby to bed. So, and I think you guys are in the same boat. So, have a good night. Thanks so much for joining me. Bye. Thanks, guys. Bye. <laughs>